Club are proud to present a glittering new season celebrating the barbaric ballet that we call Rugby League. You must feel pretty confident with that uh, additional bulk he's put on. Now watch the defence, it'll be fairly uh, violent I would imagine. Now the Gladiators, Hoppawati with the left forearm. It was as nasty as we've seen for a long time. A bit out of character, he's a very clean player. Manly slumped to eighth on the ladder. Slanging match. He's only five metres from the line. And he's hurt on the bird. He runs into a wall. Certainly got some forearm in it for some damage done to him with a boot or a knee. But my heavens, he's really bleeding. He's come out of it very much the worse for wear. Bleeding like a stuck pig out there. And the crowd's starting to go wild. Intercepted. Shows it. Goes outside. Depth steps again. Steps again. He gets it down. It is a try. Yes, it's a try. It's a sad, sad commentary on the mentality of some of the idiots that follow Australian sport. Now, please welcome your muscle-bound maestro, Stephen Ferris and... Chris Gale. As they... Chris Gale, I put my hand up, I'm one of the idiots. (laughs) Every week I realise I'm one of the idiots that follow Australian sport. Not all of it, not like you do. You do it better than I do, there's no doubt about that. Stephen, I'm prepared to acknowledge that you're one of the lead idiots. (laughs) That'll do me. I'm just one of the foot shoulder idiots. That'll do me. Now, Chris, I think it's probably uh, about time we often, we we forget. That's such a great intro, right? Yes. I want to thank Dave Ray, a.k.a. Frank Bennett, for that. Wonderful, wonderful. For our new listeners. I mean, if, if we're going to end up in the National Sound Archive, which I don't think we will, uh, at least certainly David's introduction yeah, will, is worthy of it. will be interred We'll there. nominate the intro. Is there a section for intros <laughs> to podcasts? And it will be nominated, Dave Ray. Can you imagine getting the letter saying... Uh, Mr. Ray? You, and I imagine Oten would have to be involved as well. Of course. And Mrs. Ferris, Oten, Gail Ray, uh, we're pleased to announce that we want to put um, fire up into the National Sound Archive, specifically just the intro and the close. Just clothes. the intro, yeah. And the close. The rest you can go take a walk. <laughs> right. uh, well, hello, Chris. Uh, it is so pointy. Uh, we are at the pointy end, nearly the pointiest point of the end, the business end. Less than two weeks and uh, season 2023 for the NRL will be in the rear vision yeah. mirror. Stephen, I say, I can't wait. Okay. And let's say to explain where we're going, we're going to talk about what was on mm-hmm. the weekend, uh, round two, and then we'll get to round three at the end or the finals week. In the middle, a whole lot of other you know, bits and bobs. Flotsam, Jetsam, Chris. That's a format, Stephen. That is a format. We're going to work to it. Uh, now, the first one, Warriors v Newcastle, Mount Smart, in Auckland, can I just go? Did you hear that, Chris? Dave Dobbin. Yes. Dave. Um, knee of CC Smash. Was, was, or was it DD Smash? <laughs> it might have been DD Smash. Don't think of it. Was Dobby the character based on Dave Dobbin? I uh, don't think so. Don't think so. Um, but that was Dave Dobbin's solo vehicle. Yeah. And, you know, throw in um, Up the Waz to the tune of OMC's uh, Some Bizarre. And that's right. basically, that's the history of New Zealand pop music. That's that's their horses forget, and they're, you're the voice, right? <laughs> that's right. Forget, forget split ends. Forget the clean. Forget the bats. No, no. You know. Shapeshifters. Who Kiri, are they? Kiri Tikawanawa. Just forget them. 
am. That's all you need to know. That's it. Done and dusted, yeah. <laughs> Some of a whole nation. One, uh, hopefully there's one for South Island, one for North Island. <laughs> well, I couldn't be wrong. I'm not, I, I can't give you the ger- geographic derivation of those two tunes. Now, no. in rugby league, you know when you get to the pointy end, if you're one of these sort of much-loved glamour teams, the, mm. we really put all our hope and our love on you, you're in trouble, correct? That's right. <laughs> Though, obviously the home advantage did work because Newcastle were that team the, the week before and in this situation, uh, the Warriors just ran, ran, particularly in the first 10 minutes, just ran straight over Newcastle, didn't and, they? And didn't Newcastle reflect that, that they went from being the nation's darlings and the battlers and yeah. you know the working class yeah. triumph to being Steel town. universally hoped that they would lose because <laughs> of the romance of the Warriors' stories because we know we're so yeah. thankful for their sacrifice. But isn't that great that romance in league is still there? <laughs> and that it lasts so fleetingly. And talking of romance, Kaylin Ponga. Am I right? Now, not even the love of a great woman from the show who plays soccer could get him through that game. It didn't, but it is a recipe that seems to be uh, how you get a modern player to execute at the level that they're meant to. We talked recently. How do you do that, Chris? Well, Victor Radley, yes. who, let's face it. Has he got the love of a good woman? Was, Does she carry, like, the demystifier for the red mist? <laughs> Just constantly draping him in it. Just following him go, <laughs> I can see some red mist above you. You know, you know, you know loose unit, I mean, uh, <laughs> is how you describe Victor. And then it was a combination revealed hey, to was me. It, was wasn't Albo considered a loose unit well, during in, that campaign, and which he won? <laughs> he came a little bit. He couldn't tell you what the inflation rate was oh. early on and all that sort of thing. But and then the love of a good woman it got love revealed. Woman, yeah, you know, she's a South fan. You know, but with Victor, and of course, was, we agree the love of any any person. It doesn't shape or no, whatever. No, we don't a, care. It's just the love of a partner. Yeah, yeah. The cliche goes, love of a good woman. Generally, I imagine human, but um, <laughs> who knows? Not donkey. <laughs> Not Bella. Not Bella. Yeah, but, but, but Victor was a combination of Velen the spiritualist, yes, and that he's got the love of a good woman with a bum on the way, and he hasn't been seen been since uh, April. Well, that's and, a that's a tr- that's an achievement, and he didn't look well. He actually he just his shoulder crept up at one moment in the Storms game, and you thought, are we on here? Is he going to be the sole owner yeah. of the most number of Simbins in NRL history, yes. leaving Latrell in his wake? But it didn't happen. No. Um, we're reading. So, a- do they get awarded on the night on a night, Dally M night? Well, it's like in the uh, this is actually done behind closed doors because we know that secretly the NRL loves this yeah. but they don't want to promote it publicly no, no. but there's like in the Tour de France there's a yellow jersey that's yeah. presented to the lead um, Sinbin person so yeah. co- right now it's in the joint possession of Latrell and Victor which means right. no one actually has it right. so you know they're both vying to try and get that jersey Is there a new wing in the Hall of Shame? Well there will be, there will be. <laughs> and uh, it also has come to light that um, rugby league good guy Cameron George CEO of the Warriors yeah. said far more important than on field success was Reese Walsh, he wanted him to be a dad father. and allowed him to be released to go back to be with his two-year-old daughter Layla what a good in man Brisbane. That was. Wonderful, what wonderful man, yeah. gesture. Compassionate. And can, I, can I again say to the, the Warriors, thank you for your sacrifice. Yes, indeed. But Kalen Ponga, who, let's face it, was needled up to the max. Yeah. Uh, How many, Chris? <laughs> I lost count at five, Stephen. Oh. Uh, in, in, they went into the maelstrom, the cauldron that was yeah. Mount Smart Stadium, or it's now called Go Media Stadium or something like that. And, and that song, Chris, it stopped a nation. <laughs> it's it's it stopped a nation. It stopped a nation. But it was revealed in the lead up that indeed he has found the love, love. of, in this case, a good woman. Gab. Gab. Yeah. Gabrielle Peake, former representative soccer player from the Shire. Oh, then she's a golden girl. Yeah, right. And Kaylin had this to say about what Gab has uh, brought to the table. Yes. Gab has simplified where I put my time and effort and my love. Ooh. Now, 
uh, I don't in, think about that, Chris. In typical rugby league uh, parlance, I think that what he's saying there is I now keep it in my pants. Oh, he doesn't put his love anywhere. No, okay. <laughs> she's, no, she's, don't spread your love around town. She's created more clarity for me. This is what I call it now. Yeah. Uh, life's pretty easy. I focus on footy, yep. focus on family and friends. Yeah. I focus on Gab, which is obviously part of the problem because yeah. he's focusing on four things there. That's too complicated. Forty family, him. friends, and Gab. What, you might what, want to simplify what, that. What would Wayne Bennett say about that, Chris? Get, get rid get of Gab, family, and friends, yeah. and just focus on the goddamn footy. Right, right. Um, she's a Shire girl. I think she was a Sharks fan, but she's got no chance Chris, now. There's your problem. Mm. There's your problem. Mm. She understands because she has a soccer background and knows what it's like to mentally prepare for games. Because nothing good comes out of the Shire, you know that. And we'll talk about the Shire soon, won't we? And Absolutely new, will. And it's new hotel <laughs> and complex. <laughs> Destination Shire. <laughs> yep. Now, Sean Johnson, on the other hand, masterclass. I think you brought to my attention that said that the problem was Newcastle. They allowed him to play in a dinner suit, Stephen. Yes. And now, that's obviously <laughs> a, a media term that we, we have yet to catch up on. Playing in a dinner suit means he's just got all the class and style of James Bond and he can just slip on through. I think it's got something to do. It's along the lines of he's a protected species, right? In other words, ah. it, it, he was... Uh, um, allowed to play with freedom yeah. and he wasn't roughed up by the Newcastle defensive now, line. imagine the picture, though, that he had finished the game and Sunham whipped out a little curtain and he changed into the dynasty James Bond style. Well, Imagine that on field. As Coach Andrew Webster, who so uh, gratefully, thank you for your service, offered Sean the ability to leave the game early and timed it so that Sean left on the opposite side of the field ah. and then did a lap of honour and, and, and it, it was a great moment. A wave that would, would the Queen would be proud of. It was royal. Royal. But he wasn't in the dinner suit. He wasn't. It the was dinner. a missed opportunity. But in my eyes he was. Okay. He was dressed. Yeah. Silver and, and, and black shiny shoes, beautiful look. And you know why he's playing good footy, Stephen? Uh, up the waz. Well, <laughs> you no. think it have something to do with the love of a good human. Yeah. But, 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 but apparently it's because he's happy. Don't say sheep, Chris. <laughs> Look, Don't I mean, mention sheep I mean, in New Zealand. The, the rugby league is pouring all this money into assets like hotels and things. They should yeah. be pouring it into happiness consultants right. and matchmakers. Right. Finding a rugby league matchmaker uh-huh. will get these uh, players on the straight and narrow and being right. happy and playing good football. Did I hear that the NRL are developing an app? <laughs> No? <laughs> okay. Well, I th- they dropped $150 million on NRL.com and that didn't go anywhere. No. And I don't think they got an app out of it. Right. Now, okay, a couple of fairy tales, or are there? At least the Warriors, the Warriors are a fairy tale, correct? Well, they're, they're the old, they're, they've never won the premiership, Stephen. Okay. Melbourne, not so much. <laughs> not so much. <laughs> There's no fairy tale there. If That's Melbourne, a horror story. It would be a fractured fairy tale. A fractured fairy tale, <laughs> at best. <laughs> Oh dear, oh dear. Penrith, that's not a fairy tale. No, no. I mean, the Broncos is a little bit. Oh, God, yeah. Because they were wooden spooners yeah. a scant three they're, seasons ago. They're multi- multiple fairy tales, right. all in and, one. And they have Barishnikov in yeah. there, Reese Walsh. Beautiful story. He's now yeah, being a yeah, dad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you've got Kevin Walters, who multiple players sell on Cobo Tyson Gamble's a city coach. coach. Yeah. Right, <laughs> right. Um, you've got the. Um, oh, you got Adam Reynolds, who was turfed out of bloody Waterloo Redfern. Was <laughs> I mean the homeboy himself? He was kicked out faster than they transported the bricks from Redfern to Heffron Park. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Right. No, and didn't need a centre of excellence. And Maroubra. And for the best part, almost of two decades now, the Broncos have been desperately want to say it's sucked in Wayne. Yeah. And wouldn't it be just a fairy tale to do it in Wayne's debut season across the oh, yes. the road at Redcliffe? Well, we look forward to the future. Let's remain in the present. The past, shall yes. we? Uh, there was another game: uh, the Eastern Suburbs Chooks versus the Melbourne Storm. Storm, yes, Storm. Yeah. Now that was a nail biter. Not a great game, but it was a great finish. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. 
Yes, well, I mean, unfortunately, the focus has been on the officialdom rather than the game itself. I thought it was a willing affair, Stephen. Yes, Both teams well, down on troops. Well, Chris, when you when you take out taken out the back and shot, you know, it's your last <laughs> chance to lose. Yeah, it's going to be willing, right? I, I tell you what, though, one thing I did draw from this game is that Joseph Swahili was not playing. Mm. They still played football without him. You yeah. know, I don't think we're going to miss him. He just moves on. Yeah, he just goes to there's wherever always, he's going. There's always another another platoon of youngsters coming through, isn't there, Chris? Like there's, cattle. There's always a Pauger or Paulo or Barlow to take their place. Exactly. I'll bet they might drop the ball. Now, you, of course, are part of a support group for the Chooks. Is that some sort of sympathy group? <laughs> no. I've, I've been very public about this, is that I um, had a few misdemeanours in the past, <laughs> Stephen. <laughs> I can't and, believe it. And in order to escape a custodial sentence, <laughs> I was asked to uh, join uh, the uh, Sydney Roosters to give them their proper appellation as a season ticket holder and be actively involved in some sort of social media. And what's the, what's the punishment? Mar- yes. Well, i got to communicate with these guys. Oh, i got to sit yeah. with them, right, talk with football them. with them, yeah. and get Agree on WhatsApp with them. them. Sympathise? <laughs> let, let me tell you. Are you an empath, Chris? No, I'm not. But I tell you what, I now have a prosthetic tongue and lip because I've had to bite both of them so often. So often? Yeah. And it, and it was in full effect yeah. yet again last Friday night, Stephen, I can assure I you. Can, I can assure those trustees of uh, this particular chat group that you you do hold your voice. I you do. Don't, you don't spread the word in a poor way. No, no, no. Yeah. I certainly I would never disclose any of the contents. I might talk about the general yeah. tenor. Yep. Of the discussion, but not the specific contents. Well, you know my love for the storm. Mm. Not. Right, <laughs> since 1999. How, how dare they? I say, Chris, how dare they enter it in one year and then win a competition? It's not right. Definitely not right. Anyway, that beside the point, I was going for the chooks that night. That must have been a, a new experience for you. Yes, it was interesting. No doubt about it. And I thought they had the, the, the game in the bag. Who kicked the field goal? Sammy Walker. Yeah. And, and hello, where was he most of the year? Uh, well, he was dropped... But Drops. then injured. So yeah. most of the season he was uh, carrying a knee injury and then he returned via the agency of, this, of the um, knock-on effect. And I'm going to walk into some unsavory waters here, Chris. Generally speaking, I know that you're one of those magnanimous people who hate people whinging about referee decisions in sport. Oh, I do. I know many of those people. And it just drives me crazy because many of us want to go, we were robbed. The referee, Alan Klein this time. Ashley Klein. I want to see if you pick it up. <laughs> he was in the news recently. Ashley Klein. Is he still alive? Uh, I don't know. This is the man who basically ripped off the, the Rolling Stones and tried to do the same to the Beatles. Uh, Ashley Klein, of course, uh, he's just a man, yeah. like any other man, you know, and he made a mistake and he admitted it, right? On the field, on the field, in the, on the run. When did that used to happen with Cole Pierce or Hollywood Bill Harrigan? It never did. No, no. Again, that sort of old hardness culture that we've now quite rightly yeah. dissembled in rugby league yes. uh, is uh, there's the opportunity to be honest. Be honest. And be real. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he made a blue where he missed a little knock-on uh, by a Melbourne player. It's funny given that you're uh, backing against Melbourne you describe it as a little on I think you'd have to describe it as a blatant knock-on by Harry Grant. <laughs> blatant knock-on, okay. Because he's reached for the sky, the yeah. ball's hit his hand and then it's plummeted to the ground yeah, and Harry's tried, tried to get to his hands it underneath it, yeah. but he's not Inspector Gadget. It's yeah, hit the yeah. turf. This sounds like a cricket scandal, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. Very, it's like spot-fixing in the Pakistan cricket team. Exactly. And pretty quickly... Not you know, that we're alleging that. No, no. Pretty quickly, though, he admitted his error. He, he said, I can't have 360-degree eyeballs. Well, I can't see everything. Can't be everywhere with the right well, angle. Well, unfortunately, as we're about to hear, Ashley admitted his error after the Roosters had gone on and conceded a try down the other end and he had this conversation with James Teddy Tedesco. Okay. Oh, look, I thought he got his no. arm. No, look, I understand. I thought he got his arm underneath That wasn't even close. They couldn't challenge it. So you're going to be about to remember that now. Yeah, but I only call as I see it, OK? I apologise. I can't say any more than that. 
He apologised. Wow. Chris, look, in this world, you, you might remember Margaret Thatcher. Yes. Famous edict was, we never apologised. Yes. And then John Howard, esteemed John Howard, said, I follow Margaret, never apologised. Refused to apologise. Tony Abbott, following the path. <laughs> Refused to apologise. And then, of course, the commentators jumped on board, and those that uh, wanted to back the apology, apology or not back it were caught in those two camps. It's like a yes-no thing. It's like a, I mean, it's divisive, Chris. The word sorry really splits people into two camps, Stephen. And and as in rugby league, as in politics, and you you know you alluded to the apology of the stolen generation from mm. Kevin Rudd, the idea of being iron-willed as opposed to consensus. You yes. know, you go back to the Hawke Economic Summit yes. where he had the revolutionary idea of you've got all the different parties. Hands across the waters. Business, trade yeah. unions, artists, artists yeah. all in the same parliament house yeah, yeah, to talk yeah, about yeah. these issues, Stephen. Consensus. It's revolution. Remember that word, Chris? Consensus. Consensus. Yeah. I mean, in the modern day, yeah. Yeah. where does it sit? Because yet again, Klein misses it and he goes, I thought he got his arm under the ball. We didn't even get his hands under the ball, so it was a bad miss. So if you're understanding the other point of view, you don't need to apologise. You just need to understand and talk it out. No, but this, but the, the question then becomes, in order to explain what happened as Ashley did, is the apology necessary? Now, rugby league is split. Gordon Tallis. Yep. Very, very tough man on the field. Very hard man. <laughs> he went on record and said, I applaud Ashley Klein for the apology. He's owned it. It would defuse the situation because normally I would feel like belting the referees until they <laughs> apologise. He didn't say that bit, but he Well, cover him it. and throw him across the sideline. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so one would argue, is that the Fox position? Because later on, on nine, the yeah. Sneesby crowd, 100% yeah. footy, Gal goes, never apologise. Never. What a ridiculous thing for him to do. Oh, never apologise. So, so we're split again. Right. And so on the, on the, on the, on the sorry camp, you have know, Kevin Rudd, you know, Julia Gillard, Albo, the whole bunch of them, right? You know, <laughs> including... <laughs> Those well, woke lefties. Yeah, you know, bloody lefties, you know. Gordon Tallis. <laughs> Gordon Tallis. Hello. Oh, I'm confused. And Gal's on the other side, correct? <laughs> Gal, down the Abbott. Yes, right. <laughs> Howard. Dutton. Dutton. What? Why? Macalia Cash. And people tell me, Macalia Cash. Don't tell me to see the prices there too, is <laughs> Michael Cash will be forever remembered for posting don't know, vote no. Chris, this is getting really touchy. Well, and we're not taking a position here, Stephen, no, no. Though, though I might have to talk to you about something a little bit later. Yeah. But but this is why people – I've had discussions with people who say rugby league, you know, it has nothing to offer. Yeah. It is a bellwether for where we are in society. You might say keep politics out of rugby league. Keep it off the field. What stays on the field, it's just footy, but it's not that, is it? It's not. It's, it's enmeshed. Yeah. It's part of our life, Stephen. Yeah. And, and who knew that probably this referendum about the uh, inclusion of the voice in yeah. the Constitution is quite possibly going to be decided in people's minds about how they felt about Ashley Klein's apology. Exactly. Section B, Section C, one, two, three, Ashley Klein, decision, boom, what do you vote? Yes or no? It's apology po- or no apology? It's possible. And, and there's not even time to even get yeah, into the yeah. fact that he didn't call the, uh, the little clip to Harry Grant's head as a penalty right in which front. Which would have won the game. Storm, pride of the Munster Warbick, yeah, genius yeah, yeah. move. Is, is it too late to, because I think they've printed the forms, but is it possible to have two boxes? Yeah. Uh, inclusion of the voice, yes or no? Yes. And should Ashley Klein have apologised? <laughs> yes or no? Because and we'll co- learn from both issues, Stephen. Subsection three, Chris. <laughs> yes. Did you hear and should it be played, you're the voice at every game of rugby league from now on in? <laughs> that one should just be gestetnid, no. <laughs> <laughs> Fire up, back in just a moment. Fire it up. Ready to go. Fire it up. Ready to go.
It's hard for me to say I'm sorry. I just want you to stay. After all that we've been through, I will make it up to you. I promise to. As they said in Monty Python, better get me a bucket. <laughs> <laughs> now, that was an apology to, um, well, to our Rooster fan friends. Chicago, it's hard to say I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I'm, but, so, I'm sorry you're no longer alive, but neither were we, Chris. Now, can you I know. just remind the Rooster fans of the 2019 Grand Final, the recently retired Ben Cummins might have been a little slow in the six again call. Uh, Jackie the Nipper Whiten uh, may not have put that kick in and retained possession yeah. and the Roosters went down and scored. And when you say to the Roosters, you got pretty lucky there with that blown call by Cummins. Oh, but we had to score the try still. Pretty much what Melbourne had to do so after Chris, the So Chris, what you're saying is shut up. Exactly. All right, okay. Now, uh, within that loss, of course, the fact that they're no longer eligible, but they're probably like languishing where in, in some sort of beautiful estate somewhere off an, a tropical island, I'd imagine. Yeah, in the Politis compound somewhere. I, I believe Kithra. Kithra. I think if you go to if you yeah. go to Kithra right now, you'll right. find um, most of the Sydney Roosters, roosters cohort. That's right. Okay. All right. Now, uh, one man who, of course, has been very busy uh, because he's got a very big engine is Lindsay Collins. Right, and he won't be a Kithra because he's training on no, for no. the Kangaroo squad, Stephen. After a stellar, Stephen, yeah. a stellar season and, for Big Lindsay, and he owes it all, like many people do, like many Australians are noted for. And it's, it's travelled across the world, of course. You know, the smashed avo for mm. breakfast, uh, avocados. Mm. Avocados is secret weapon, and it's now becomes so big that it's called a, a seat up your date gate <laughs> the whole notion that Lindsay Collins is propagating propag- avocados wherever he goes because he's been putting avocados up his date so okay. said Victor Radley okay so th- this issue pun intended is actually being revealed in reverse because the recent so supposedly legitimate article <laughs> is that Lindsay's consumed 1,200 avocados uh, yeah, since the 1st of January 2022. And How many? 1,200? 1,200. So right. basically we're, we're talking two a day roughly. Okay. So it's not like the Burgess where they did four chickens every morning. Well, I mean, the Collins salary is not... Times in, four. Yeah, I mean, remember no. there's a salary cap, Stephen. I know, I know. And I know. a toiling prop... Doesn't get the glamour money that the bird I get, right? Chris, cost of living. Yeah, because they're, Avocados are expensive. They're, they're sort of not toilers. They're a little yeah. bit more uh, impactful from that. Yeah. And so Lindsay says once you burn the carbs, yeah. you need the fats. Right, right. And apparently it's got two fats. That's right. Good fat, bad fat. Good fat. So this is the good fat. And, and so that is being put forward by the likes of Anthony Minicello as part of the big engine right. that Lindsay has. But earlier on in the year, and we uh, covered this on Fire Up as well, Victor Radley said... Um, the real success is he puts the avocados, <laughs> avocado seeds up the date. He's obviously seen this firsthand. <laughs> right. And, so that's really getting yeah. – It's. I think I said – Which begs the, the question, can you break it down? Well, <laughs> I think I think it's the process of acceptance and release that gets the uh, the right <laughs> muscles moving. So there's a compost factor here, right? Correct. Yeah. And as, as, as I said, at the time, like in a piggery, they don't waste any of the pig. <laughs> 
Colin's always going to eat the avocado. From snout to tail, Chris. Right. And look, the wellness industry is looking for an edge always, Steve. Always, always. And yeah. so, yes, eat avocados, but I believe you can now get personally autographed Lindsay Collins avocado seeds. Right. Which you could post, use. Post popped out? Post pop. Yeah. Which you could use yeah, to for propagate. sports purposes. Oh, okay. But I could imagine there'd be other yeah. Um, yeah. uses that uh, an avocado seed up the date could be did useful. Did I see the greenskeeper Moore Park grounds the other day saying, come on over here, Lindsay. We need you in the corner here. A couple more avocado trees would be great. But I only found out recently you need a male and a female. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. But you Seeds. Can, you can imagine one of those Wonderworld type things about the how-to yeah. and just... Just that final image in a factory of the shaker yeah. with the avocado seeds <laughs> being sorted and yeah, yeah. in a various sizes. Yes, yes. You know, depending yeah. on, I guess, what, yes, what, what yes. you should prepare to accommodate. Wow. Anyway, good for the environment, I believe. <laughs> Let's move. Talking about good for the environment, not. The toxic swamp, Chris, down at Cronulla, the grounds known as the Cronulla Sharks home ground, yes. which, of course, has been beautified and expanded upon, but not quite ready yet, I believe, is a hotel called the Willowware Bay Hotel, yes. Mm-hmm. And it's a $20 million project. Yes. Who, who paid for it? 70, well, Quest. Quest. It's the Quest Willowware Bay Hotel, but they were looking for buyers straight away, yeah. sort of off the plan. Okay. And uh, 71 rooms on Captain Cook Drive, Stephen. You can already... Views, can... views to what? <laughs> Shark Park. Shark Park. <laughs> and you can see the appeal immediately. And so the, Peter Volandis walked into the, the basket case that was the NRL because you know how many assets they own when he arrived? Zip. Absolutely none. none. No. So he says, we've got to future-proof the game. That scared him. The first move, Gambara Hotel, Caxton Street, Brisbane, rugby league theme. Perfect. It's a generator. Yeah. Yeah. The second choice is... Is slightly more odd, yeah, because he selected a hotel that overlooks Shark Park. Now I get the rugby league connection, yeah. but I'm worried about the Shire as yeah. a tourist destination. Well, okay, well before you go there, Chris, if you go to is it now Two Pines? What's it called again? Four Pines. Four Pines at Brook, Brookvale. Brookvale, yeah. yeah. Uh, if you go high enough, you've got a view of the ocean. Right. Same goes for St George Cogra. Uh, if you go high, well, even the Stan Rome, you can see the harbour. Mm. Uh, well, no, the bay, I should say, Botany Bay. And you can see the planes coming. It's quite a sight. It's quite a nice sight. Well, you can there. do that at Shark yeah. yeah. So if you add, say, another 20 stories, then you've got great views of the footy <laughs> and the planes coming that's in. That's only three rooms of story. And, and, and the oil refineries as well, right? That, so what have they got down at Cronulla? Well, the, the, the interesting thing here is, is, of course, everyone's jumped on the bad wagon about what, what a rugby league-themed hotel would be. And I don't want to go down that very obvious comic route oh, other than to say yeah. that, that the... Cronulla Premiership Suite would just yeah. need to be a broom closet because I've only won one trophy. But right. um, is this like that Tarantino film with the gimp? Yeah. That sort of thing, right? <laughs> so, what you've got to do is make it a destination. Yes. So, what does the Shire have to offer? Well, first of all, there's the rugby league element. Well, Northies, of course, everything's happened at Northies, yep. and you've got history there. And, and as re- revealed by a few journalists recently, there's there's no recognition of the history, but we know it's there. Yeah. So um, apparently, the urinal where Todd Carney did the bubbler does not have a name. No, which was, we, as we know, it was an immersive display, an artistic effort, really. It really was. It was performance art, writ large. something that something that's uh, not frowned upon, but in fact adored in skater culture, for example. Exactly, and uh, one that would draw people. Yeah. Now we haven't had time to do the research, but there was a um, journey person player for the <laughs> journey for person the player who got involved in the nightclub that was up on. I think the Kingsway that had the co- the postcode name. Okay. I'm sure one of our listeners will remind us. I don't want to know about the postcode, Chris. But but it opened up my mind, Stephen, to some of the possibilities yes. of what you could do if you were down in the Shire. Now, first of all, I would definitely be on um, a whole recreation of the movie Puberty Blues. Oh, yes. 
you know. Yes. <laughs> that, I think Tony Hughes, yes, that culture of uh, misogyny yeah. and uh, sexism, you know. My, my, fa- <laughs> my, my, my favourite bit in Puberty Blues yeah. was when it's raining yeah. and all the surfer boys are playing cards and smoking, drinking beers, and the girls go, what are we going to do today? And they go, well, we don't know. Can we go to the movies? Nah. Um, can we can we go to the shopping centre? Nah. And so the girls decide to bake a cake, oh. right? And they proudly present the cake to their boyfriends and their boyfriends just bare hands grab and shovel it in their mouths. Wow, wow. And I'm proud to be an Australian in a moment like that, Stephen. Okay, so if, if you're going to book yourself into the Woolaware Bay Hotel, yep. uh, a quick trip down to the beach to reenact that? Is yes. Is that what you suggesting? With cake? Yes. Yeah. Not very exciting. Maybe with a hologram with Neil Schofield. It's not quite Queenstown, is it? Neil Schofield yeah. and uh, Kathy Lett no. and Bruce Beresford talking no. you through it. That's not quite the Alps in France or Italy, is it? We talk about venues, Stephen. Now, yeah. now I'm assuming that when the um, Leagues Club is fixed, yes. they will return the King Wan restaurant to its former glory. Yeah. The Captain's Disco will be back in full effect. But you want to go to other entertainment venues in Cronulla, Stephen. You've got, beyond Northies, you've got the Blind Bear. Ooh. You've, you've got the Low and Lofty's Cocktail Bar. Yeah. Are we talking like the backwaters of Miami here? <laughs> and Old Joe's. Old Joe's. Right. Look, I know that Oaten's always at Old Joe's, right? Because <laughs> that's where the old blokes go, right? Before they go out in their morning serve. And and then for the kiddies, I mean, they could probably reopen the uh, Carrying Bar Drive-In. Wow. That'd be something. Thor. Yeah. And then you're right. I mean, a immersive... Eight-hour tour of the Cornell Refinery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Really get you going. You might get a Hugh Jackman trilogy. Well, that's yeah. right. What do you reckon? <laughs> so, Volantis is onto something here, he but is, I think yeah. he's, again, I don't want to be critical of the Dark Overlord, Stephen, yeah, yeah. but I don't think he's got the vision right because you know what I reckon this is? Yeah. It's a sop. It's a sop to the fact that he says, you're suburban heartland shark park, you're a priority, but he can't get a stadium upgrade over the line. Right. So, he got Combank. Mm-hmm. You got Allianz, of and course, and and how many how many NRL fixtures at top level being played there? Oh well, we've got the NRLW semi final on Sunday. Don't that's forget it. that. That's it at that's Allianz, it. That's right? It. So that so there. Can I use so this that's expression? That's a billion and a half of asset there, sitting empty. This is a label that I've trademarked. Just yeah. kind of me, they're white elephants, Stephen. Oh, no, not already. Right, Chris. He, he can't. Surely Paul McCartney will <laughs> save it. He can't get any purchase at Four Points. You mentioned he can't get any purchase at Leichhardt yeah. yeah. because the Fitzsimons thesis has been adopted by the Minns government. Yes. Right. And this is the answer. What they should be doing is not purchasing the Quest Woolaware Bay Hotel. Right. They should be affixing a school and a hospital. Oh, attaching it, bolting it to it. To the two grandstands yeah. at Shark Park. Who's going to complain about that? Because the kiddies will be educated into the centres of excellence. Yes. Perfect, all if on site. they fall over and scrape their right? knee. They then play games for the Sharks yeah. in situ. Get injured. Don't you love all the names of Shark Park <laughs> over the years? Ramondas, Cronulla. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Caltex. Caltex, yeah. Oh, <laughs> Toyota. Yeah. Endeavour. Endeavour. so many That's names. right, right. And then never Captain Cook though. And then if God forbid one of them's injured, yeah, bang, straight there. This cut down yeah. the the carbon footprint of the ambulances, Stephen, in yeah. rugby league is Zero. out of control. This is the solution. Zero. And your tax money put to good use. Put to fantastic, fantastic. use. Fantastic. You just wipe my eyes to the same thing. If you could combine a school and a hospital and a hotel at a ground like at Oval, hello, <laughs> views of the harbour. <laughs> Good coffee, good pizza. Come on. Having been there last Thursday night, uh, Stephen, I took my uh, uh, some of the members of the women's roster from PWA because we're sponsoring Rakia Horn. You've the, lost me completely, the, Chris. The PWA, light, what's that? That's my Pro Wrestling Australia franchise, Stephen. <laughs> and we're sponsoring number three jersey for the NRLW team for the West Tigers. Had wow. A, had a really good season given the injuries and so forth. Congratulations, Chris. Thank you. And Rakia Horn scored a try on her birthday for us at Leichhardt. The game had been relocated from Campbelltown due to the haze, yeah. which saved me about two hours of travel. Yes. time Stephen but 
Leichhardt, you know, it's the eighth wonder. It was a beautiful evening. You couldn't fit a shoebox in there, let alone a school, a hospital, yeah. and a grandstand and a hotel, Stephen. Developers can find a way, Chris. We've got Let's to go west. Figabov could do it. We've got to go west, Stephen. Yeah, okay. Take me yeah, to the MacArthur yeah. region where you US. can put two schools, three hospitals, two grandstands, and actually have a future. While we're talking about the Tigers, Chris, I believe you've got your hands in there. You're mucking around with some of the goings on. There's an independent review that's been announced, Stephen, and this oh, comes yeah. off the um, very diligent work of... Uh, People like Gary Watson and then Kelly Hollis, who I know, uh, who do the West Tigers podcast and the West Tigers NRLW podcast. And they've been campaigning for, campaigning for a root and branch review, Stephen, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> of the Tigers from a governance perspective through to the board, the operation and constitution of the board, the uh, long-term uh, senior positions in management, Jeez. the way the playing roster has been put together, the pathway, Stephen. And I have an exclusive. Yeah. I've been asked to be part of it. Wow. Now, Be very afraid. Because Chris, which is joy, the root or the branch? Well, and I would like to talk you and our listeners through in forensic detail my yeah, views, Stephen. A separate podcast, please, Chris. However, <laughs> like Tim Sheens, I've signed an NDA. It's behind closed doors. So I can't talk about yeah, yeah, it, Stephen. Yeah. Well, we breathe a sigh for <laughs> Except to say, uh, the current Tigers initiative about, let's go back to 05. Hello, Chris Hyington, new uh, coach. They're trying to get Buckets O'Neill back as general manager of football. And you think that might be a retrograde idea, yeah. but the alternative is apparently Michael Checker from Rugby Union, so it's not such a bad idea. <laughs> might stick with that one, I think. Okay, we live in hope, Chris. We live in hope for the future. Now, um, we did say, we did question sometimes the sense of humour of rugby league entities, and Val Holmes was one we did question last week. Yes. For a particular photo that was you put up and then put down very quickly. I don't know why it came down so quickly, but apparently it wasn't funny enough. Now, <laughs> another great rugby league entity made it really friggin' funny. This you is, showed me a photo of who. And we will be posting it on our Facebook yeah. and Instagram, uh, so at Fire Up Rugby League or our Twitter feed at Fire Up NRL, Stephen. Yeah. And the Val Holmes, I think you're onto something here. Everyone thought that he posted the photo on his Instagram feed, 197,000 for those followers. who don't know, he had a plastic bag with white powder in, in his a, mouth. And a, 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 a premix can. I, thought, I think I called it a beer last week, but it's a rum. By the way, I also know that this is how we do it as a song by Montel Jordan, <laughs> yeah. not not the Backstreet Boys, as I incorrectly said. And Phew. and do you apologise? I do apologise. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm in the the Gordy camp. <laughs> and so Valentine, you would think he took it down quickly because he realised that it might be a bad look. I believe he took it down because he looked after an hour and said, I haven't had enough likes, it's not working. I need yes. to come up with a different angle. <laughs> well, Rowdy Shearer, Dale Shearer, Dale Shearer. of Manly Warringah fame, yeah. kangaroo fame. Yeah, yeah. And he's looking a million dollars, Dale. He's posted him <laughs> with a schooner of beer and a bag of sugar in his mouth. And that is just. Is that a replica? That's a replica photo. Now, that is really funny. And the great thing about Dale yeah. and Rowdy, he's not taking it down. We salute you. Absolutely. Fire up, salute you. Uh, now, there's a lot of talk recently about, of course, going to Las Vegas. And I know that you're going, Chris. Representing Fire Up in Las Vegas. I am going, Stephen. Can't wait to get the report. We'll, we'll be doing the OB from there. I mean, I, you know, if, if things go, if the cards fall where they may, Stephen, mm-hmm. where we like them, mm. we might both be there. We'll oh, be doing it. Oh, yeah. We'll be doing it from Vegas. Yeah, It'll be great. Yeah. Vegas. The show, I mean. Uh, what a week, though. Footy, Kylie. Hey? 
That's the plan. That's the plan. You arrive for rugby league, but yeah. you stay for the Kylie residency. Yeah, yeah, of course, it does bring concerns, Chris, with this uh, situation recently with Deborah Lee Furness and Hugh Jackman. Uh, they were the leading front with Russell Crowe, of course, to take rugby league to America, Vegas, uh, chat shows right across the nation to get everyone talking. Uh, they're talking about Hugh Jackman for, well, perhaps not the wrong reasons, but definitely not rugby league reasons. Yeah. It's about what went wrong. You know, it's such a beautiful coupling. You know, they were 26 years in the, in the, in the run and everyone thought, how perfect is that? Hollywood doesn't produce that. LA doesn't produce that. Sydney doesn't even produce that. And now, of course, it's befallen them like everybody else. They're separated, Stephen. They're separated. And we wish them all the very, very best. And apparently their lives are just going in different directions and it's more yeah. than amicable. They're still uh, very, very much intertwined in very many ways. Was she a manly supporter, Chris? <laughs> that, That's the but, question. That maybe was secretly the, there was a problem. That, that was maybe the, she jumped. That was the first problem. And everyone was sort of praising the Volandis' vision of going... Leave the Americans wanting more the first time. So don't take Roosters, Rabbits, Book of Feuds straight to Vegas. No, no. Give them a teaser. Look at the Jackman Crow profiles and give them Jackman versus Crow, Manly versus South at Allegiant Stadium next year, March 2. Now, what this flushed out when you got home and said, Debbie, how good is this going to be? And she goes... Mm. And he goes, what do you mean? Well, she goes, well, you know I like the rabbits, right? <laughs> and so this is where they felt that the separation <laughs> yes. supposedly yeah. Yeah. is why it's happening, Stephen. You know what? In my mind, Chris, that just had spiced his whole event. I reckon if Hugh Jackman stands up and says, I'm single, I'm Roman, I'm here for, <laughs> I'm here for Manly Warringah, the seagulls, yep. uh, go for them. You know? And Deborah Lee's on the other side. Well, good luck to her. Uh, or you might have a different take on this. Chris. Okay, so suddenly they're bitter rivals. And look, you know, as I am enmeshed in the world of professional wrestling, Stephen, you have to sell the sizzle. Yes, right? sell the sizzle. So, I mean, it's 65... Poke the sausage, Chris. It's 65,000 seats. And not everyone's having their seat paid for by Venues New South Wales Supremo Stephen Gorey like I expect to be, right? <laughs> right. So they've got to get bums on seats. Yeah. So beyond the obvious Crow-Jackman concern, if we can sort of go, it's split one of the great Hollywood couples apart. Yeah, yeah. And then at halftime in Manly versus Rabbits, yes. lo and behold, yeah. down they come. Yeah. Please welcome Hugh Jackman, Deborah Lee Furness, something to say. And some bloke dressed as a priest. Comes up out of the ground, yeah. right, dressed as a priest. Yes. And who would it be? Russell Crowe right. as Father Gabriel Amort. Reprising his role from the Pope's exorcist. <laughs> and what's he going to do, Chris? They're going to restate their vows. Oh, man. Bridge across the water. Rugby league redemption yeah. story. And the great thing is Crowe yeah. will be dressed as Elvis because it la- is Las Vegas. And lasers, fireworks, <laughs> confetti, the whole shebang. And then the dancing girls will come out to some sort of musical that uh, Hugh that I've never seen will, will, would have been in at some point. And Holly Hollywood being Hollywood, if they can somehow get Hugh Jackman's head to do a 360 in the middle of Elysian Stadium, boy. Russell can fix it. That, that will sell out. Be gone, evil spirit. And he's talking about the Melbourne Storm's Cameron Smith, right? Exactly. Not to be seen. Man, Nowhere to be is, seen. Is Cam going? Well, he's going to try. If he's booked him, we'll know something's afoot, won't we? Right. What's that smell? What's, What's that, that smell? Sulfur coming. And the Americans go, what's that sulfur? Jesus Christ. And out walks Cameron Smith. In green, you know. And you can just hear, he goes, <laughs> I bring you two back together and yeah. be gone, evil yeah. spirit. But, well, Russell, what's he, Russell's thrown the Hollywood. What happens to Cam Smith? He could die. He could be in more. It's Hollywood, Stephen. He'll, so, he'll, uh, just, he'll just completely <laughs> self-immolate. I'm going to be there. Combust, self-combustion. Okay. Fire up to Vegas. We'll be back in just a moment. Ho, 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 ho.
The judiciary suspends the Jack White. Accuse him of a little bit of biting. Those teeth must sure look frightening. The Raiders played the Knights in a semi-final game. The game was real tight. The momentum swung and changed. Tyson Gamble tackled Jack and gave his mouth a smack. Then he gave Jack's head a squeeze, pushed his arm into Jack's teeth, and then he Everybody's favorite referee, Ash Klein, then put Jack on report for biting. Then Ash gave a penalty, sent Jack to the judiciary, he said. He just couldn't be sure that Jack had had a gnaw. Tyson said, my arm is wet, that's Jack's slobber, not my sweat. And from that penalty, the night's gone and took the lead to the judiciary. Tackle had been made, but Jack said, How many games of rugby league have you played? This wasn't like James Graham on Billy's ear, or Ash won a just this year, or dear Tommy Radani curse, chewing on Johnny Gibbs' nose, but they suspended Jack White. Here comes three weeks for biting. Those deep ones were a little bit frightening. Stephen, last week we promised to go through the Hall of Fame of Rugby League Biters and we forgot to do it. But yes. what better way than have Dennis Carnahan do that for us in song? Yes. Uh, to the tune of Carl Douglas's Kung Fu Fighting, which begs the question, whatever happened to Carl Douglas? Yes, it's an evergreen, though, isn't it? He lives on in his music, Chris. And, and look, we have too much material sometimes to remember everything. It is, it is a problem. Rugby we're, League does give. We're so replete. <laughs> We're never short of something to say. That's not a criticism. People have criticised what we've said, Stephen, but not that we're short of something to say. No, no, no. Now, we're just getting to the excitement of uh, Dennis's uh, five-night run of Rugby League, the musical at the Bridge Hotel uh, Roselle next week opposite the Meth Lab. Get tickets now. Is it still a functioning Meth Lab? Can you get your tickets there? (laughs) There's an outlet. I mean, in fact, the immersive experience is you find this as an option when you click on. Just Google Rugby League, the musical. You'll be buying tickets before you know it. And it offers you the ability to do the after party at the meth lab. Wow. And uh, with, with meth? <laughs> I don't know. Don't know, we Stephen. We don't know about that. But we're talking September 25 through 29. The yeah. Tuesday, the 26th, I'll be there, Stephen. Yeah. Love to say hello to anyone else come along. And the great thing about Dennis's show is so much of the content will be the songs that has been played here yes. on Fire Up as indeed on the ABC Can I come footy with coverage. You're more than welcome. Okey-dokey. And, <laughs> and so it'll be a lot of fresh content. 
Right, fresh content. I just got a text from uh, Peter Fitzsimons. Apparently, he's very happy about uh, allocating schools and hospitals to future buildings for the NRL. Though he does say that there are good concussions and bad concussions. Apparently, the bad ones happen in rugby league and the good ones happen in rugby union, Chris. Well, you know, the um, the only journalist who's been ever accused of plagiarising himself is Peter Fitzsimons with his Fitz files, <laughs> Stephen. And uh, on the weekend, he was extolling the virtues of a concussion incident in the France-Uruguay game oh, yeah. in the... Which, rug- which, whatever that is. It, well, in a tournament that apparently goes by the name Rugby League World Cup. I'm whatever not, not really sure yeah, what, what that is. is. Yeah, okay. And uh, apparently there was an inadvertent head collision between the French player and the uh, brave Uruguayan halfback who was felled by the incident. Brave. Yellow card? Did the Frenchman protest? He did not. On his way off the field, he went straight to the felled halfback which is HIA, my view, yes. shook his hand and embraced him, an embrace that was returned in kind. Yeah. Sorry, there's that word again. Yeah. No hard feelings. See you in 10 minutes. Lovely. So apparently in contact sports, there are indeed good concussions, yeah. rugby union, yes, yes. and there are... Yeah. Bad concussions. And apparently he knew what he was saying. Rugby league. Doggy, Thanks very much for that, uh, Peter. We appreciate your comments <laughs> on And listen, how's Eddie Jones going? Uh, he's, 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 tr- he's trying to do the Wayne Bennett thing. And yeah. I'm looking forward to Webby's book, uh, The Wolf You Feed, yeah. about the great coach Wayne Bennett, who's a past master at yeah. deflecting poor player performance by directing the attention on him. Eddie said, throw the croissants at me, which again, I think is culturally insensitive, Stephen. Yes. And the um, Wallabies campaign in that um, little known and little followed tournament is on tilt. Right. Now, I also wanted to look to the future here, Chris. So it's not just about the past. I think it's been some of the damage that's been caused. But uh, Peter Sterling, I love those ads, you know, where he's eating like a... DoorDash. DoorDash, yes. He's sort of like looking lost in the food, dribbling nearly. Uh, and apparently he was told that he was going to be presenting the Clive Churchill Medal on the grand final dais, but he said, uh, no, it won't be there. No, and we like to think that we break news on this show. St- and, and for once, we've got evidence if we go to audio from last week's podcast. Yeah. What a terrific initiative. Sort of reconstitute players into another role. And, of course, this has all been announced and no one's actually asked Sterlo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. so, can you imagine if they just, because, you know, he's enjoying his golf and his travel. Yeah, yeah. Sterlo, would you present the Clive Churchill Medal? I'm busy, I'm eating. <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah, right, okay. there so there go. it was yeah. at the close of last week's episode and I opined that because he was the first Clive Churchill medal and Rod Churchill's had to stand aside and yeah. Rod suggested, why don't you get previous winners? So you work your way from beginning to end. 86, yes. Sturlo, yeah. victory over Canterbury, yeah. present it to the winner in 2023. Now I opined because he's been on the travel and golf circuit, he may not be available and sure enough, yeah. It was announced in the press the following day that Sterling, I'm sorry, I've got plans on playing golf. You got it right, though, because you said eating, right? Yep. My understanding is Sterling, with his close um, commercial relationship with DoorDash, he'd organized a huge banquet for grand final night. He's got the brand new big screen at home, and he was going to settle down and watch the grand final in his underpants, (laughs) right? As many, Alan Langer, Trent Barrett, they've all done it. Exactly. The last thing he wants to do is climb into a suit and be out at Homebush after 10 o'clock at night. He's no Sean Johnson, Chris. Listening to some corny tune that you're dropping, you know, that's meant to be on theme. Kung Fu fighting. Um, let, let, let me guess, Penrith, when you're going to play Black Hat from Janet Jackson, that'll be great. You know, and, and I'm with him. And so he's used the golf and his mates as a bit of an excuse, but Sterlo was looking forward to a bit of a grand final feast. He's earned the right, Chris. And he said no, and I applaud him, and yeah. we picked it first. Exactly. Fire up. 
explaining the church of rugby league. Now, um, talking about food, etc., it was brought to mind that Julia Zamira has got this TV show at the moment called uh, Great Bushwalks or Great Walks of Australia. Yes. Around Lake Burley Griffin, you know, Three Sisters. You know, wherever it is, it's great. You know, I'm thinking... Not, they- not on Uluru anymore, though. You can't do that. No, you cannot. You can walk around it. You can walk around it. Mm. It's a nice path. Very mm. beautiful. Mm. Good point, Chris. I was thinking, what about the atrocity walk of NRL players? <laughs> hey? Sorry, walk singular? Walks? <laughs> Mini. I mean... Tourism, Chris, come on. You worked briefly for Destination New South Wales, didn't you? I put forward the idea they didn't want to know about it. I mean, <laughs> we talk about you know, the best of arts music culture. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the NRL atrocity walks, Stephen, that's just – and, I mean, that would certainly play in the Shire. And it, and it gives it gives travellers and tourists and also Australians alike uh, a look into the times of the past and the yeah. glories – and the glorious spectacles, sometimes not so glorious spectacles of rugby league, how it relates to human beings. Now, you could say, walk into Redfern and find the chicken shop that is no longer there. We're talking of food, mm. where the four Burjo would buy four mm-hmm. chickens each every morning mm-hmm. and just wolf them straight down in front of everybody. Yep. What a great walk. Now, you could say, let's uh, go for a walk to Glebe, where, where Brad Fittler, the drunkest human ever, was found asleep in the, in the middle of the road. Outside the police station. Outside the police station. Now, there, there needs to be a plaque, at least. I mean, you've got to walk. You've got, there's, no, there's no Brad Fittler, of course. There's no, there's no statue. Well, Stephen, we're in the 21st century now. Yeah, you yes. can do more. You can have those ah. little scanning pieces of technology in Augmented your phone. Augmented reality? Correct. Yes. And so up pops the image and you get telemetry and data and, right. and you'd hear, Freddie goes, yeah, here he was while I was smashed off my head Yeah. and this is where I formulated the plan that became the premiership in 2002. That sort of deal. It's all very well saying, I'm going to walk from Palm Beach to Manly. Yeah. You know, Picturesque, beautiful. Beautiful, lovely. You know, God's creation. Yeah, yeah. yeah but, but you need more. You need more information. You hey. need... Uh, Stephen, I call it the difference between smooth peanut butter, yes, which is a nice picturesque walk yes. from Palm Beach to Whale Beach, whatever. Crunchy. Rugby league atrocities. Crunchy. Facts, yeah. images, holograms, yeah. and gory detail. Gory detail. Bits and pieces that get stuck in your teeth. That's right. Well, look, you know, I mean, you could do short ones. So, for example, you went to Terrigal, you could go to Peppers and walk from the nightclub up to the hotel room where Nate Miles was, and then he disgraced himself in the corridor, locked out. Perfect. Perfect. Um, it's only a quick one. Yeah, and the, the, you'll need to do some about dating because those venues change all the time. I mean, Jupiter's isn't Jupiter's anymore. No. But you'd still be able to find the schlossy table. Though, and do you have to look underneath the actual <laughs> table of what it was, a backgammon, I'm assuming, was it? Or was it a Might have been. Might have been roulette, I think. Yeah, yeah. And find a plaque saying, Julian O'Neill pissed here, you know. <laughs> what do you reckon? And, and, and photos, photo sessions. <laughs> Crouch down, everybody. I'll take your photo, you know. And then, and then you, we mentioned Alfie Langer. Yeah. I mean, imagine, I mean, they talk about the modern pub crawl. Yes, yes. These are the pubs. Well, Alfie Langer stood on the table in yeah, his underpants yeah, yeah. and it wouldn't be one pub, it wouldn't be two, it would no. be a, across the Greater Brisbane CBD well, store. Well, that's the Mitchell Pierce story. That's the Chloe, <laughs> the Bondi. The Bondi element. The, and what about, is it the house, White House? What was it? What was it called? Something house. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, the, from nightclub to pub to pub. Beautiful. That was Mel's bubble butt, the dress, and it was the beach house. The beach house. house. That's right. <laughs> and let's not talk about the poor dog. That doesn't. We don't need to bring <laughs> the dog into this picture. You don't no, have no. to. No, no. Well, again, um, I mean, we, if, you, if you were a little bit brutal, you could probably recreate. And it generally is not Jai Arrow. It's people walking Jai Arrow's dogs dog. and what goes wrong there. Yes, exactly. Now, you wouldn't – look, we're not animals. We no, wouldn't, no, we no, wouldn't no, suggest no. real dogs. No. We just have, you know, animatronic dogs. Right. The big glowing red eyes. <laughs> Terminators all. But what about the walk around Goulburn, Todd Carney's dog? <laughs> well, Don't no. You, it would be the walk around That's the, the out. 
Outskirts. The perimeter of yeah, Goulburn. Yeah. Don't go in. You couldn't go Don't in. Go in no. As magistrate, whoever said. Uh, you know, you could go under, uh, you know, the Canberra nightclub where the uh, the CCTV footage is of uh, the two, were they Warrior players? Well, no, they were New Zealand Kiwis. New Zealand Kiwis, uh, that's and, right, yeah. Jesse uh, Bromwich. And uh, uh, Kevin Proctor. Kevin Proctor. With the, the, the peace offering from yeah. the Australian fan and the phone and the, uh, well, I think it was identified yeah. white powder. That was actually a civic square, Stephen. Wow. So you probably, you could go there, recreate or at least look at image of recreation of that incident. And there's probably a plaque there for Edmund Barton as well. Yes. Now, look, and, uh, sensitivities included here, Chris. Uh, we may be talking to Mark Gasney soon, so we won't be talking about a Coogee War. No, no. We'll leave that one alone at the moment. No, no, no. no. Okay. no that's, that's for him to franchise. Okay, look into the future. Friday night, Penrith Panthers, and uh, somebody somebody recently, one of the, those famous journalists called them cashed up bogans. That's a bit cruel, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. They don't care, though. I don't know where you got that quote from. They don't from, care. So. Yeah. 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 They don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Versus Melbourne. Shh. It's hard to find a favourite there, isn't it, Stephen? It is. And look, I've got a quote from the man who should be banned from the code. You, you know why I said that, don't you? Big Nelson, too big. Too, it's too big. Mm-hmm. Come on, have some sort of allowance for the little fellas, right? <laughs> it's just too big. Well, well, look what he did to Ryan Pappenhausen, right? That's his own teammate, Stephen. His own teammate, yeah. Anyway, uh, Big Nelson goes, uh, I'm just trying to cause chaos. Well, He's he, a chaos merchant. He caused a bit of chaos in Pappenhausen's ankle, isn't he? Yes, yes. But apparently not enough chaos recently. Right. Apparently Bellamy's been getting up him. Because he hasn't been breaking enough bones, uh, he said uh, recently. He said um, uh, declaring that playing in the big finals was a key reason why he balked at a shift to rugby union. Hmm, interesting. Okay, uh, to resign with the Storm. My philosophy is quantity over quantity. Quote. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Quantity over quantity. Just pile it on. Which one's is your favourite? Quality over quantity? Or no, which? no, quantity over quantity. Well, that's that's good. <laughs> that's good. Quantity over quality. <laughs> I yeah. mean, it's philosophy writ large, isn't it? You know, <laughs> that's that's him. And then Asafa Solomon said the stars had aligned to give him and his team a chance to do something special. How special, Chris? Yeah. Well, look, you, you look at you look hard at this game, Stephen, and there are no winners. Uh, if, oh no, 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 if, no! If, I like the idea of a three pit. Just try eleven, buddy. If, but a three pit's not bad. If Penrith or Melbourne. Win rugby league doesn't win. Uh, I got to be honest with you, Stephen. Uh, I think you and I might be out there at loggerheads. I will be going for the storms because I don't want to. I don't want to read another one of this. Well, at the age of twenty-five, yeah. Nathan Cleary is ahead of Jonathan Thurston and Andrew Johns. Yes, he wants to be the greatest. And the extolling of Ivan Cleary, the beatification of yes, Ivan yes, Cleary. It's a great thing, isn't Look, it? Look, I can tell you, there was a big story yesterday, Stephen, that uh, Nathan had ended up in Nepean Hospital with a finger concern. Yes, yes, I heard it was like some sort of been out of shape, yes? It was readjusted, to readjusted. use the technical term. Okay. I guarantee you, particularly with the Luai shoulder... And was if, this one of those rugby league hospital slash school slash hotel? Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> well, I mean, tr- trust me. I hope so. Penrith will attenuate a school and a hospital of the Rugby League Academy after hearing this show. Yeah, They'll yeah. be onto this like a rat will up they have a casino pride. built in too for the cash <laughs> Well, they've got that just down at Panthers <laughs> down the road. So, and the iFly and the uh, Aqua Golf and the cable skiing. It's like it's all there already. <laughs> if they make those final adjustments, yeah. you would never leave the precinct. This is way beyond mini putt putt, right? That's exactly mini golf left in its wake. But the, the, if Luai plays, and yeah. I know it's a big if, but the shoulder is a concern. Now, Bellamy's a super coach. He goes, boys, run at the shoulder. But right. now, into the narrative, the the waters have been muddied because they go, run at the cleary finger. Yeah, but, yes. What, he's moving his finger around. They're going to run at the finger. Sure. Sure. Sorry, Chris. I, this is this is excellence in sport revels here. This is what Ivan does. He sacrifices oh, his son. He gets his when son to will ex- this stop, Chris. He gets to his son to accept less money so Do they we- can sign other players. He gets his son to sell his Nepean River property <laughs> at a 
<laughs> and he sells it to, to Nathan at a highly inflated price for what he paid for Which it. Which I don't read, Domain. Now he's, he, they talk about you know ducks and drakes and mystery viruses. <laughs> the finger readjustment will go down in rugby league yeah, history. One of the great fake news as items. one of the right? great fake news items <laughs> in rugby league history. Now, Jerome Lua. Now, he's one of the great entertainers. Surely Harlem Globetrotter, also writ large. Say what you like about Lua, and I do like him. Yeah. That He's got speed, he's got turn, he's got when, everything. When the hair is out. Yes. What a mane. What a mane. And how could you not grab it? And seriously, I would cast him as Count Dracula in a moment. <laughs> he really... I mean, I know they say The Minicello. Count was very pale, Chris. <laughs> no, but, but this is the modern romantic Dracula. I mean, he's yeah. got the look, he's got the fangs, he's got the hair. Have you got any advisory sort of role capacity with the NRL? Because it would appear that... What team should be going to Las Vegas and aren't going to Las Vegas, Chris? Yeah, I know. I Hello. Mean, this is what this you, is weird. You got to leave them wanting more, Stephen. Right. Okay. All right. Uh, anything else about that particular game that you're interested in? No, I just you know uh, I will watch the game through gritted teeth and semi-closed eyes, Stephen. <laughs> Go, Penrith. <laughs> okay. So the next one, of course, is uh, the Warriors, the fairy tale. Up the wires. Up the wires versus Brisbane. And now Brisbane is also a fairy tale, Chris. I think you'll agree when you've got that, that beautiful Reese Walsh. If Penrith. The father story, Chris. If Penrith or Melbourne ultimately win the big dance, Stephen, as I like to say, that's a fractured fairy tale. But there's beautiful stories. I think we've covered the Warriors, you know, sacrificing all those months in luxury resorts, yeah. um, having time off from the um, families. Uh, which runs counter to the uh, love of a good human theory. Uh, and there's a lot of emotional worries. The Sean Johnson story, it's beautiful. You know, he looks good in a dinner suit. Uh, the other Andrew Webster story. But the Brisbane fairy tale, you've got the Reese Walsh and the Kitty. Thank you, Cameron George, for your sacrifice. Yeah, that's right. You've got Kevin Walters, um, no better uh, students of the can't game. Can't coach, will win. Well, no better students of the game than Tyson Gamble and Selwyn <laughs> Cobbo said he can't coach, won't win. Yeah. And here they are. But he will win. Three years on from a wooden spoon on yeah. the door of Premiership Hello. glory. He's foxing everybody. Yeah, the fact that they would be able to um, climb up uh, onto the top of Suncor Stadium when they come back from the victory at Acor and look directly towards Redcliffe yeah. and just wave hello to Wayne Bennett in his debut season right. down at Redcliffe. And there are so many of wonderful aspects. about if you go down past Redfern Oval and there are the local fans, the local South Sydney fans, still throwing rocks at the ex-Leeds club. Yes. You know, for letting go of Adam Reynolds. Yes. You know, and the, I call him the Iceman. Well, the, I mean, again, Adam Reynolds, discarded heartlessly by the Cardinal and Myrtles, Stephen, uh, in exchange for Lockie Ellis, and I wish Lockie all the best, but... The Reynolds narrative, uh, it, it, it is a beautiful story. To think of a team that we loathe so much can be now so venerated and adored and uh, to expunge the ghosts of 2015, Stephen, yeah. um, which basically ruined so many careers. Hello, Anthony Milford. Oh, I don't even mention it, it, Benny Hunt. I, I, oh, look at Ben Hunt. And where did he end up? My God. I know. What happened to him? <laughs> and what team did he not lead to the future? Talk about ruined. Hello. Yeah. In Flannery we trust, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's 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 it, it's it's a split. Like we say, the world is polarized, Stephen. Yeah. On one side is evil, loathing, distrust, and, and Machiavellian intent. And on the other hand is unicorns, rainbows, fairy tales. <laughs> and only one of those parties will be there yeah. come uh, the big the big day, October one at Acor. And I know whose party I'll be supporting. Okay. One final thing, Chris. There's a little bit of sadness across the Tasman. Mm-hmm. Well, apparently they're complaining, of course. They've been left out of decision-making because the kiddies won't be able to stay up to watch the grand final. Or indeed, uh, their upcoming fixture against... Because the kiddies go to bed by 9 o'clock. The Bronx, yeah. yeah. And, and these games start with a two-hour differential. That's time-wise. right. Well, I think in particular when we get to the grand final, it'll be three hours. Yes. But at the moment, it's two. And 
Uh, Warrior CEO Cameron George, thank you very much for your service. What a wonderful man he is. I just want respect. And he salutes the ringers, doesn't he? <laughs> well, no, it's actually Mark Robinson, the owner, who says uh, part of why he recruited yeah, yeah. Coach Andrew Webster because he's a redhead because he says they're feisty people. Are they? They have to put up with uh, people hanging shit yeah, on them yeah, ever yeah, since yeah. they were born. Yeah. They're the type of people we want. I don't like the idea. If that's, if that's what he's going at, Chris... Just call in the Jews. Well, no, steady, Stephen. Call in the African-Americans. <laughs> I don't like to... If you're talking about victims of society, there are bigger, there, there are bigger ones on the rankings. I don't want <laughs> coach recruitment based on physical difference, Stephen. We do Stephen. not want it's that. It's such Chris. a slippery I'm slope. I'm just telling you what he's saying. So, so Mark Robinson has opened up a can of worms, Stephen. Yeah. And that might sully the Warriors' story. Yeah. But this issue that Cameron George is highlighting is that the kiddies will be up till midnight yeah. um, seeing the finish of this week's game, let alone the now, grand final. which whinging Warriors said this? This is Cameron George, the CEO. Okay. Right. Do, has he not seen Once Were Warriors? Yeah. <laughs> does he not know the ghettos of Auckland? They stay up very late, Chris. Those kiddies are actually out there doing business at midnight. This is, this is a furphy, Stephen, in many ways. Because first of all, in the modern world, kids rule it, right? Yeah. So the idea of the kids, sorry kids, you've got to go to bed, the grand final's on. That would never happen. How many kids has Sterlo got with him on grand final day? <laughs> None. Well, he doesn't want them. He doesn't want them. No, he doesn't want them. He doesn't need them. And for those who are saying, let's go back to the glory days. Yeah, the daylight games. We have a daylight game. Yeah. We have people over a barbie and it's a family occasion. I hated those hated days, that, yeah. Stephen. Half the people there don't want to watch the no, game. No, no, no. Half of them start teasing you about, oh, well, you know, rugby union it's or diffusive. AFL's. No yeah. The kids are making all the noise. You can't Shut hear the, the commentary, yeah. which maybe, <laughs> maybe <laughs> in thing. Matt Thompson's yeah. uh, case is a good thing. But it used to be Rabs. And, and entertainment, Chris, the only person who has got above the, the, the drab daylight entertainment is Robbie Williams in a pink suit right and apart from that nothing works and we've got Tana, no we've got the Tina tribute to look forward to I'd like to hear that at least yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saying King Stingray I believe right well that's good yeah don't stick to the 8 o'clock kickoff in the grand no. final or whatever make it later start it at 10 <laughs> okay keep the kiddies locked out <laughs> <laughs> that'd be good that'd be good and I me and Sterlo will yeah. both be yeah. in fact in your underpants because I'm going to With the food. game, yeah. if you ban kids from the grand final, you could sit there in your seat at Acor Stadium with the food brought to your thing yeah, yeah. in your underpants yeah. and actually enjoy yourself. Sorry, one question. Do DoorDash do drones? <laughs> you, they will if they you, get that initiative Imagine all the these line. drones That's coming the down, Chris. And everyone's going, what the hell is that, Vivid? No, it's DoorDash doing food delivery <laughs> at the grand final. Lit up. In fact... The only way that you'll get still out of the grand final <laughs> is if there's a cross promotion where they do the drones and yeah. they, they do the, the bust of Sterlo yeah, yeah. and DoorDash so and he the, gets a bit of coin. And the funny little nose. <laughs> How good's that? That'd be awesome. <laughs> I'd book it. Yeah. <laughs> I'd Porto, buy a please. You know. I'd buy a ticket as uh, long as there are no kids I'll there. I'd Porto with a pink light show. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, thank you very much, Chris Carr. Go the fairy tots. <laughs> See you. So tune in again next week when we invite a veritable breadline of nobodies and wannabes to flesh out another rip-snorting roundup of rugby league shenanigans, slander and smut right here at the home of radio's most fatuous footy confab. Fire!